everyone. My name is Julianne Thorne and I am holistic cat therapist. So I help people that are dealing with problem behaviors with their cats. I also help with energetics and healing. I'm a qualified feline zoopharmacognosist. So I use self-selection, botanical remedies to support cats with their emotional, mental and physical health. And I also work with their guardians as well. I'm a qualified Reiki master. So I'm able to support the cat and their cat mum or cat dad to offer everyone a holistic approach to cat care. So today I'm talking to you about emotional health and what it means for our cats, why we need to be concerned about it, why we need to think about it, and what we can do to support our cats' well-being when it comes to their emotions. So first of all, let's start off with what is emotional health? So for me, when I think about emotional health, it's about how I feel. It's about what's going on in my world that is impacting me in this moment. How do I feel? What emotions are running through my body, through my spirit? And this translates to our cats in just the same way as it does for humans. So we know that cats are sentient. Now, if we think about, you know, a cat can feel pain. They can feel nervousness. They can feel anxiety. So I'm sure as a cat mum or cat dad, if you've ever taken your cat to the vet, you've had that moment when your anxiety is going through the roof and you're nervous about how they're going to be on the drive there, the journey there, what's going to happen when you go into the vet consult room, what the outcome of your appointment's going to be and how your cat's going to deal with that. Now let's, so, so your emotions and your emotional health in those moments is probably quite high, quite stressed. And if we think about our cats, it's very, very similar. So they will also have anxiety. They will be nervous. You may have a cat that's gone very quiet. They've retreated into themselves. My dear cat, Leo, he will hide under the blankets in the carry box because he just wants to be invisible. But also, they may also be howling and crying and telling you with every fiber of their being, mum, dad, I don't want to be here. So they're telling you that they're stressed. Now, if an animal, in my opinion, can be stressed and feel pain, they can also feel the opposite end of the spectrum of those emotions, which is joy and pleasure and happiness. Now, most of the time when cats purr, it's because they're happy, they're content, they're having cuddles with their human or they're enjoying their space. So these are all examples of our cat's emotional health. This is examples of how our cats feel emotions and how they impact their day-to-day -day and their environment. So why do we, why do we need to, to be aware of this? Now, the way that I work with my community is about helping them to understand something I call the four paws to perfection. So I like to look at a cat through different lenses. Now, that's the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. So physical is pretty straightforward. You know, how is your cat doing with its physical health, its body? How, how good is their movement? Uh, is their digestion well? But the, and that's usually the poor that people focus on. That's what we think about with our cats. Oh, they're happy, they're healthy. But what we also need to look at is their mental and their emotional health. And those two for me are very linked. They, they are very connected. So if you've got a cat that's dealing with anxiety and they're constantly stressed, that's gonna have an impact on their physical body, but also it's going to affect their mental health. So if you've got a cat, for example, that's maybe they're over grooming, maybe they're urinating around the house. These are examples of stress or anxiety in your cat, which shows you that their emotional and mental health is out of balance. 
So when we look at our cats, it's not just about their environment and their resources. It's not just about how many litter trays they have. Now, if you've got a friend or a, or a family member and they're feeling a little down, as a human, it's generally our nature to want to hug them, to make them feel better, to support them, to show them love, to give them kind words, to help, help them to heal, help them to feel better. And it's no different for our cats. So we've brought, we've, we've domestic, man has domesticated cats. You know, we've brought them into our homes. We're encouraging them to live with us and to be part of our routine, part of the household. And now it's a chance for us to give back to them. Now it's a chance for us to look at them and think, what else can I do for you? You know, I'm putting food down three times a day. You've got your litter tray. We've got you a scratching post. Maybe you've got a bit of cat grass in the house or they've got access to outdoors. But what else can we do? What can we do for their emotional health? So I've dealt with a lot of cats in my time, in my crikey, nearly 15 years of working with cats. And a lot of people will find me if they're dealing with something called problem behaviors. And as humans, we like to see if there's a problem, we like to know how to fix it. And with a cat, it's not always that straightforward. So as a qualified behaviorist, I may give examples or suggestions to people to amend the resources in a cat's environment. But actually what comes with that is a change in their emotional state. And that is actually what affects the behavior. That's what changes. That's what impacts the cat the most. So have a think about how you are interacting with your cat and what they've got in their environment. We can always give them more resources. We can always do more for them. So when I look at emotional and mental health, you know, I look at how the cat is thriving. So there's a difference between surviving and, and thriving in, in their environment. And for me, I love my cats dearly. They are my fair babies and I will do everything I can to help them and to make sure that they've got a happy, healthy life. And I'm sure you're exactly the same. So let's have a think about what we can do to support their emotional needs. For me, there is a, there is a huge range of things that we can do. So I mentioned before, We've got the situation where we have brought cats into our home, regardless of whether they're indoor cats or outdoor cats, we are feeding them. We, we are providing food. We are putting down food for them. Again, majority of the time I'm talking here. So we could use puzzle feeders that helps to give them mental stimulation. But also this is we can we can talk to them as we're preparing their food. We can tell them what's happening. We can use our language, we can use our energetics. I'll come on to that more in a moment. We can communicate with them. So people talk about cats thriving on a routine. And, and this is true. They, they feel comfortable when they feel that there is an element of predictability in their environment. So if we feed cats at, a, at the same time, or roughly the same time every day, They've got a sense of almost like control. It's a bit of understanding of what's happening in their world. So how else can we give a cat the opportunity to manage their state? So if we're a little late feeding the cat, I'm sure you've had this. 
your cat's rubbing around your legs. They're still, they've started to yowl and all oh, the cry's gone to a yowl and you're like, look at the time you think, oh, crumbs. You know, I haven't gone to feeding you. I'm so sorry it's late. And you talk to them and they're like, come on, mum, you know, they're really, really hungry. They're going to tell you because they, they're hungry. Their digestion, their physical body is telling them that they're hungry, but also their anxiety, their emotional state is starting to build. They are starting to have that anticipation of when am I going to get my food? I need my key resource. So you see how something as simple as putting a plate of food down for your cat can actually affect their emotional health. Now, everything that happens in a cat's world, just like with humans, will affect them on some level. I work a lot with energetics. As I mentioned before, I do healing. And for me, when we look at a cat's energetic state, when we look at their emotions, the two are just so, so tied together. They're so intertwined. So what does it matter what, what energetic state your cat is in? Now, if we think about being stressed, the, the effect on our physical body is profound. And as we know from, from years of scientific research, prolonged stress will have a deterioration effect on the body. And this is the same with our cats. So how can we look at them and understand their emotions, understand how they're feeling? So one of the simple ways you can do this is to look at their body language. Now, no one knows your cat better than you. No one. Whether you've had them for six months, six years, 16 years or more, you know your cat. So trust your intuition, read their body language. So majority of cats, will swish their tail if they're unhappy. Now, there are some cats who will almost wag their tail like a dog when they're happy. So, you know, you know your cat and how they will show you what they're feeling. Read it. Take a moment to see them. So as humans, we are so busy. We have so much input. We have so much going on in our world that to take a moment, to take the time to see our cats, is becoming more and more important. Now, I don't mean you have to sit down for 10 minutes and stare at your cat, but put any devices down, catch your breath, and just look at them. Look at how they are, look at what they're doing. Because in those moments, that's when you'll really see and you'll be able to feel how your cat is feeling. You'll be able to tune into that connection that you have as sentient beings, because we all have that with each other. So you can take a moment to look at your cat. You can notice if they're fast asleep. The most divine moment ever to see a cat sleeping. And if they start to snore, well, you've just been given a gift. But you might notice that your cat is slightly awake. They might have their eyes slightly open. They might be actually pretending to be asleep. Now, that can be a sign of anxiety. The cat is pretending to be asleep because it doesn't want to interact with its environment. So take a look at your cat. Notice what their body language is doing. Notice the movements that they do when they walk through the house. Do they kind of hide from, from piece of furniture to piece of furniture? Or do they kind of walk quite confidently through the home? Their body language is almost like is the key. It will show you and help you to understand what they're feeling. So there are other elements that we need to consider that is almost... It's a way of removing stress, removing tension or anxiety for cats. So we've talked about the feeding element. Let's look at resources. 
So resources in a cat's environment will directly impact their emotional health. So if you think about us as humans, if we don't have access to food, we get stressed. If we don't have access to toileting facilities, we get worried, we get stressed. And again, it may sound really simple, but these things are crucial in a cat's world, particularly if you've got indoor cats, if, you, if they've got a limited space or environment, have a look at what you're providing for them. Do a resource check and see if you've got everything for them. Another element that we can look at is conflict, it's relationships. So if you've got more than one cat or more than one animal in the home, how do they interact with each other? Now, personality would also affect the emotional state of a cat. As I mentioned, some cats might be com confident, some cats might be quite, quite shy and timid. How do they interact with each other? Is there any bullying going on? Is there any aggression going on? Is there any blocking of litter trays? Is there any um, anxiety building? Is there territory, uh, territory aggression on display? And again, cats are so subtle. They're so great at hiding their emotions until they're really at crisis point, which as I mentioned before, is usually over grooming, urinating around the home or a severe aggression. Now, aggression in itself is the clearest form of a cross boundary, which directly impacts emotional health. So if your cat hisses or starts to swear or puffs up, they are saying very, very clearly, no, thank you. Our boundary has been crossed or I'm feeling threatened. And threatened uh, and that feeling of stress comes back and ties into the emotional health. So have a look at your cat and its relationships with others in the home, human and animal, because it's just as important to look at your cat and human relationships. If there's somebody in the home who is potentially uh, needs a lot of contact, a lot of physical contact, and you've got a cat that doesn't particularly enjoy physical contact, there's a mismatch. But that means that potentially the cat's emotional health could be quite highly strung. It could be quite stressed because it's anticipating having to tolerate touch from the human. On the flip side of that, you might have a cat who absolutely adores to be cuddled and a human that is really happy to get right on in there with the fluff. Perfect match made in heaven. But think about how your cat experiences joy. What, what, is, what is pleasant? What is lovely? What, is, what makes your cat happy? And do more of it. You know, do more of it because we need more joy. Our cats need more joy. Their, their environment, their evolution has changed because of man. Their diet has changed because of man. So what can we do to give back? So just a couple of other things before I wrap us up. What else can we do to support their emotional health? So we've talked a little, bit, little about their control over their environment, communicating with them, talking to them. One of the best ways to do it. Now, you can either do that out loud or energetically. So you can do that from your heart space to their heart space. You can look at the four paws to perfection. So if you want to check their physical health, always a, a great recommendation, a great place to start. If you're doing an overhaul for your cat's health and well-being, check their physical health. Look at their mental health, see if they've got mental stimulation that again ties in with their emotional health. And do they need any spiritual support? Do they need any healing? Would they, would they benefit from some crystal work? some other complementary alternative therapies. So for me, one of the 
best emotional support tools that I have and I use and I recommend to everyone I come into contact with is a herb garden. So I'm going to do another talk on herb garden so you can find out more details on another episode. But just before I wrap up, a herb garden basically is where you put down a, a towel or a blanket in a lovely quiet area of the home and you put down dried flowers or dried herbs. So we know that a lot of cats love catnip. Not all of them, but a lot of cats like catnip. That's because it helps them to release emotions. It helps them to de-stress. It helps to calm them down. Now, yes, they may have a crazy five minutes or 20, but eventually they will have that sedative effect and they will be calmer. And who doesn't like to feel calm? There are other herbs that you can use. There are other dried flowers that you can use. Again, I'll go into this more another time. But putting down dried herbs and flowers is a wonderful way to give your cat a choice, which gives them control over their environment. It gives them a voice so they're able to share with you and show you that they need to take time out. They need to, to uh, take time to support their emotional well-being. And it gives them the tool to do it. So if you put down some dried rosebuds, for example, not, not treated, not perfumed, but natural organic dried rosebuds, they are one of the most nurturing remedies in nature. They are one of the most loving remedies that we have on this planet. And the energy and the emotional release and the emotional soothing that a cat can get from some dried rosebuds is phenomenal. So if your cat is having a tough day, just like we do, and it needs a bit of downtime. It needs a bit of time to heal, to just catch its breath. Put down a herb garden, offer your cat dried herbs and flowers and let them self-soothe. Let them take the time out that they need to deal with their anxiety, their stress, their nervousness, their anticipation, whatever it may be that's going on for them. But give them that choice. So I hope you found today's session useful. As I said before, our cat's emotional health is a crucial, crucial topic. And as cat guardians, as cat mums and cat dads, let's take a step away from looking at litter trays and scratching posts and let's see what else we can do. How can we support our cat's emotional health? Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone. <laughs>